Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, you're listening to a bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we're reviewing Reminiscence, featuring special guests, Hugh Jackman, Tandaway Newton, and writer-director Lisa Joy. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. And let's jump into Reminiscence, Tim. So Reminiscence is about Nick Bannister, a private investigator of the mind, who navigates the darkly alluring world of the past by helping clients access lost memories. But his life is forever changed when he meets May, and a simple matter of lost keys becomes a dangerous obsession. As Bannister fights to find the truth about May's disappearance, he's faced with the ultimate question, how far would you go to hold on to the ones you love? Mm, Indeed. Reminiscence is written and directed by Lisa Joy of HBO's Westworld fame. This reflects her first feature film. This is her debut. The film stars Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, Tandaway Newton, Cliff Curtis and Daniel Wu. Now, we invited some very special guests onto Popcorn Podcast to talk about this movie with us, including, drumroll, (laughs) Hugh Jackman, the one and only, (laughs) Tandaway Newton and director Lisa Joy. So we'll share some bits from those interviews throughout the episode for you. So I think I'll start with kind of reminiscence of my take on that there really was a rich tapestry of storytelling Mm -hmm. here at its surface a world unlike ours that we're living today was torn apart by war throw in some climate change and also how people now choose to live or relive their lives so it's a pretty compelling premise straight out of the gate Mm. isn't it and very nostalgic nostalgia is 
a way of life, isn't it, for humans? As humans, mm. we're drawn to the sentimentality of fond memories and reliving good times. You know, a song or a food can evoke it. And it's why we keep seeing remakes and reboots do so well in this current climate. You know, we want to feel the excitement of when we first experienced something and revisit it over and over again. So it's a really compelling premise. Mm. And the reason why people want to lean into nostalgia so much is there's a lot of context set up about the world that they're living in. Mm. Um, as you said, nostalgia has become a way of life. The whole city is rotten with corruption. It's set in Miami and we also travel to New Orleans as well in the film. All the rich people have gone to dry lands and left behind a dirty, unsafe kind of lifestyle for the people of Miami. And they've kind of adapted. Mm. What I found really interesting about this was even though everything is flooded due to climate change, they're not moving out of the area. They're kind of just like moving up in buildings. Yeah. Water is like submerged buildings and they're having to like change their life. Uh, and I found that really interesting. It's become a bit reminiscent, if you'll allow me to use that word, of <laughs> Venice, the buildings in Venice, yes. the canals and things. So Miami is set up like that. It's weird that you're kind of comparing Venice to Miami, but I know what you mean. Like they're very different aesthetically and I guess that's a, a strength to this film, which we'll get to as well as how it looks. Can I say I actually watched this movie twice and appreciated it on another mm. level the second time around. The first time around I sort of thought – it's good, but I uh, maybe didn't get some things and, and wished that some mm -hmm. things had been uh, developed a bit more. But yeah, watching it a second time, I just really appreciated it on another level, especially the craftsmanship mm. and yeah, the work that's gone into it and how it's pieced together. So the backstory and the mystery of the story and even what's happened to the world overall is unravelling like a memory in this film. That's how mm. it's structured. It's disjointed and in pieces, which can be jarring to some, I think. But if you're familiar with Lisa Joy's work, she's very, very familiar with playing with time in her narrative. So if you're a Westworld fan, you're really going to get on board with mm. this. Yeah, she's a non-linear storyteller mm. and certainly leans into that experience in way that she wants to kind of communicate a story in this film. Uh, there's a lot of experience behind her ability to do that. And one of her trademarks is also to combine and bend genres like the sci-fi and the old world classics mm. as she has done here. You know, the narration, Hugh Jackman narrates a lot of the movie and it's reminiscent of old gumshoe detective movies or or Casablanca. You know, that line kept coming into my head while I was watching this of all the gin joints mm. in all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine. And it just felt so mm. fitting of how May and Nick come together, you know, of all the detective agencies in all the world, she walks into mine. <laughs> It's quite poetic and romanticised, isn't it, in, in its use of narration? Yes. Romantic is a great word, yeah. Mm. I'm going to – and maybe this is my take on this film because I've only seen it once and you've had the privilege of seeing it twice and I appreciate the new perspective that you bring. Mm. So I'm keen to dig deeper. But I felt the use of narration at times did have me quite frustrated. It was quite incessant. Mm. Um, a little bit unrelenting, maybe that's too harsh a word, but I get it because it was part of the style of the film, which you've touched on, yeah. you know, leaning into noir and such. But I found it at times quite verbatim. It wasn't only used exclusively as VO, but Hugh's character and Nick often spoke freely to narrate maybe what he was seeing or what was going on. And I felt like it was just spelling things out a little bit too much to the audience. But I think the tricky thing when you're working with a non-linear narrative is 
trying to make things clear and unravel them. Mm. And Lisa Joy is really good at that, but it can only go so far when you've got pieces coming together in such a disjointed way. You need to sort of make it clear, I guess, in the dialogue, but it can border on, Mm. yeah, I can see what you're saying. It can border on um, overusing exposition. Yeah, but I think where the narration worked in setting up the tone of the film, one of the lines that Nick's character says is, the past can haunt a man. And I think that word haunting really follows the story in a few ways and sets up a very complex world in which these characters live in. So some of it really sticks with you, some of the language used, and it's really vital to you know what, what follows in the end. Can we talk about rem- the reminiscence itself? Mm. You know, it's this machine that, you know, you can go into to relive memories and the memories that it surfaces are moments that Nick explains are perfect and complete, Mm. a bead on the necklace of time that he says again in, I think, in a moment of narration. Mm. And I think the reminiscence as a concept is just so fascinating. It's a very intimate look into people's lives. Like literally their memories are on display and that in itself is very confronting, but people are so desperate in this world that Mm. this film is set in and there's no reservation to their past literally being exposed to strangers but it didn't start that way, did it? I don't know if we can mention where the reminiscence kind of came from. Is that a spoiler? That it's used as a war interrogation technique? Yeah, yeah. I found that really compelling that that's where it was born from. Mm. Just on that, one of the things in the story that I wish they had dived into a little bit deeper was the story of how the world got to this point and what had happened because mm. as a character – Nick has all this rich backstory about being a war veteran, Mm. which we'll touch on a bit later. And I would have liked to have felt more of that to sort of complete the picture of what was going on in the world outside of these characters. Well, this might be a good time, Tim, to get some insights from the woman herself, Lisa Joy, on uh, how she works with non-linear narrative and the influences that she blended together for this film. Was she running from the past or racing back towards it? I've had some time now dabbling in non-linear narrative with Westworld. So it wasn't so bad for me because I tend to have the film already cut together in my head when when I start filming. And so it's easy for me to keep track of, and it was certainly easy for Hugh to keep track of because he's a genius. Sometimes people in the crew would be like, wait, what are we filming right now? Uh, Because it was a bit complicated. And the complexity was... Uh, made a little more difficult by the hologram that effect that we did, which necessitated filming all of the memories first so we could later project them in camera while we were shooting uh, the scenes with Bannister and May. Um, the movie is so visually stunning. What is it about bringing the sci-fi and, you know, that film noir essence together that fascinates you? I'm I'm always intrigued by science fiction and the way in which it's a modern myth and a way of looking at our society through this mirror that we hold up. But for us to want to look in the mirror, there has to be something relatable about the world we're presented with, something that we connect with viscerally. And that's why I also like to look at the classics and combine them with science fiction. You know, noir is a classic kind of trope in cinema and art deco is a classic aesthetic. And the classics don't tend to die out, they just evolve. And so it felt natural for me to blend those two influences.
Lee, I really loved that insight that Lisa gave us on the narrative and, and the blending influences for her film. 100%. She's so cool as a filmmaker. Let's talk about her characters. You know, Nick, the chemistry mm. between Hugh and Rebecca as Nick and May is just off the charts. I'm so happy to see them working together mm. again. Yeah, I wrote oofed, the chemistry between Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson. It's so palatable uh, and very convincing, which it has to be convincing. They're lovers and, Mm. you know, they just do such a really, really fantastic job. On their characters individually, you know, Hugh Jackman's Nick is this Humphrey Bogart-style character, you know, weary Mm. with a stubble and dishevelled trench coat, but still, you know, ruggedly handsome because it's Hugh. Of course he is. (laughs) He's so charismatic and in every role that he takes on, his on-screen presence, you know, you feel that 110% Mm. commitment. But can I just be a little bit silly for a moment there? Mm -hmm. And you know exactly where I'm leading with this, but I almost thought that we were going to be treated somehow to this Wolverine crossover project because (laughs) (laughs) the reminiscence machine, you know, you're like semi-submerged in water, which likens to, you know, the tank that Wolverine is kind of put into, Logan is put into in the X-Men series. And I just kind of thought he'd jump out, you know, because he doesn't wear a shirt in this. He's still like ripped as fuck. The claws again. Anyway, I just thought, you know, where's Wolverine? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, speaking of uh, other Hugh Jackman roles, he's co-starred with Rebecca Ferguson before, obviously, in The Greatest Showman. And um, she's a trained singer actually. I don't know if you know Mm. that. So it was great to see her show that off in this film because in The Greatest Showman, she lip synced. So she didn't get to sing herself, although she is an incredible Mm. singer. So I was really happy to see that. Yeah. We were treated to a really beautiful voice here. And I think her style of music and even the old type microphone that she used as a singer in, you know, these underground clubs in Miami Mm. really played to her strengths as a music artist and and her voice and her look, her costumes, just, yeah. yeah, really really quite lovely. I loved Tandaway's kick-ass character Watts though and the dynamics at play between her and Nick. They were pains in each other's necks but there was a real connection Mm. there. I would have liked to have explored more of her story and that dynamic. It felt like an addendum to Nick and May and it really could have been as equally as important. I completely agree with you Lee. I think the word chemistry isn't exclusive just between Hugh and Rebecca there was great chemistry between him and Tandaway as well and you know there was this link that connected all the characters together Mm. especially between Hugh and Tandaway and that you know that shared experience of being in the war um, the battle of the borders that is referred to Mm. in the film and I agree yeah I understand that she was a supporting role in this film but I almost found her more interesting than mm. some of the other characters. And I think it was a bit of a disservice that we didn't like dig deeper into mm. who she was, although as compelling as was revealed in the film, mm. I wanted more as well. Yeah, and what's important as them as characters, as we've touched on, is that they're war veterans and they're scarred by their experiences. But I don't think that mm. was as evident in the story as it could have been and would have brought a bit more depth to that angle. Mm. There are wonderful character layers there that just aren't able to be explored And I think that's due to the structure of the story, unfortunately. It's a tricky balance, especially when you're trying to piece together one central narrative. Yeah, I agree. I did feel that Daniel Wu's character was a little pointless. How did you feel about him? Mm -hmm. You know, his character is like a criminal kingpin. And he touches on what's happened to the world 
and how he was persecuted in the aftermath of this battle of the borders, you know, that he was rounded up. It sounds like people were rounded up into internment camps, Mm. which is some pretty heavy subject matter, but it's not explored and it might have been a good opportunity to further divulge what's happened to the world as a whole through his character. You know, I wanted to know. I wanted to know more about that. Yeah, Lisa certainly, whether intentional or not, teased at so much more context mm. and interesting kind of offshoots of this story and who these characters were and the world they were they were they were they came from. So I completely agree. The the purpose and the thing that I enjoyed about Daniel Wu, about the introduction of his character, was how the story then like kind of went into more of an action sort of uh, context. So there's a really great action set oh, yeah. piece, you know, there. And I, cre- I really quite liked that because then that almost gave you that little flavour into how they were as, you know, soldiers because mm. they were using guns and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I did quite enjoy that his character led the story there, but it was kind of, yeah, not enough. Mm. All right, let's hear from Hugh Jackman and Tandaway Newton um, bit more about their characters nothing is more addictive than the past no 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 no! put me back put me back I understand. Um, nick bannister is a, a private investigator of the mind he runs a business that has a reminiscence machine which allows people to go back and literally relive memories taste smell feel everything he's a returned veteran from war a war hero suffering ptsd very closed off classic noirish sort of Humphrey Bogart type character who early on in the movie becomes completely unraveled by falling in love. And then the love of his life disappears and he doesn't know what to do. So you think you're going down one track with this character and with this movie. And before you know it, you're winding around in different genres and all over the place. And, and I think that's what I loved about the character and what I loved about Lisa Joy's script. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. here in this life. Watts is ex-military. I met um, Bannister, who's played by Hugh Jackman. Um, she worked in munitions and it's an interesting reason why she's called Watts, which you discover in the movie. And she is his partner at this firm where they deal nostalgic dreams to people and they have a strong friendship, uh, a bond which is means different things for each one of them. But it's an unbreakable bond. Well, there you go. That gives you a more of an understanding of Nick and Watts' characters uh, and their relationship with each other. Lee, 
one of the things that I've been most looking forward to discussing with you about reminiscence is the sets yes. and the cinematography and the aesthetic, the visual nature of this film. The cinematography is absolutely stunning in this film. There are some mm-hmm. gorgeous shots that play with light and water, which of which there's a lot in this film. It's very prominent. And it's that backlit romance that fits mm. within the style of what Lisa is trying to achieve here, that modern film noir. Yes. That that word romantic has, has come about a few times in this review. Somehow, aesthetically, this film manages to deliver a dystopian world mm. as well as have a romantic feel to it yeah. um, so beautifully done. And noir films are often dark, but... Lisa and the team really play with the light to turn the genre on its head. And it's a really interesting juxtaposition, I guess, of dark characters, dark deeds and beautiful surroundings, but in a broken, lawless world. Mm, Broken, lawless world. That's so true. And this is what she does so well in Westworld. Oh, yes, absolutely. And there are symmetries there, although where Westworld is a little darker, like Mm. it's, it's dirty, like it's a Western in this one, she's playing with the very colourful world of Miami, neon mm. lights, but throw in submerging the set in water and then how the relationship of those neon lights plays into how water moves and interacts with things. Like you just have not a, an, an ugly shot in this film. And I think with the use of tangible sets, not only for the audience but the actors to play in, brought all together by really nice CGI, like you just have a very stunning movie uh, within this story, very complicated story. Absolutely gorgeous. And Lisa Joy is big on bringing groundbreaking technology into her work and we've talked about this a Mm. little bit already, the reminiscence machine. So in Westworld, there's actually a table that produces a changing holographic sort of topical map of the parks and and that was created just for the show. I don't know if many people know that, but she's done the same thing here with the reminiscence machine, which is just incredible and allowed the Mm. actors to interact with a hologram rather than just, you know, the tennis ball on the stick. Yeah. Like literally the memories that people are wanting to relive as part of the reminiscence machine are there on set tangible in this hologram. Just like, what the hell? (laughs) Amazing. So I think, I guess, in best to explain this uh, from the context of the filmmakers, let's now hear from Lisa Joy and Hugh Jackman as they talk about the reminiscence machine and their experience with it on set. You're going on a journey, a journey through memory. All you have to do is follow my voice. Yeah, I, I, it was one of those things where when I when I announced my desire to create a real working hologram and shoot it practically, uh, the people in the crew who hadn't worked with me yet were like, she's mad. And the people who had worked with me were like, oh God, we better figure this out because she's hell bent on doing it. But when you have actors as talented as the ones that I had and scenes that are as important as the ones that occur while looking into people's memories, I didn't want them to be interacting with a tennis ball or a green dot. I wanted them to be able to be in the moment for their performance, really engaging with those memories. And so we just, we just had to invent a hologram. <laughs> Just had to invent a hologram. <laughs> we have time for one more job. Oh, that's one thing I'll never forget. The reminiscence itself, those memories that come up in the machine was real. Like she had to found a way 
with a cinematographer to create that for real on set. So we were looking, yeah. it was one of the most beautiful sets I'd ever been on. And as an actor, I got to really interact with it rather than a tennis ball on a stick. You're going on a journey. All you have to do is follow my voice. How fascinating was that, Tim? I just love hearing about filmmakers pushing the boundaries of technology to pull things off. You know, James Cameron is known for it. Peter Jackson is mm. known for it. And now we've got Lisa Joy. It's amazing. She is in very good company with those mm. filmmakers. And I'm very, very fascinated and interested to see what she's got in store next. All right, Lee, do you think it's time to wrap up our review and rate Reminiscence? I think so, Tim. So Reminiscence is an intelligent take on complex ideas and I have a lot of respect for Lisa Joy as a filmmaker, even more so after speaking with her about the movie and knowing that this is her feature debut and the first film that she wrote. I don't know if we mentioned that, but it's the first film that she's ever written. Wow. It references a lot of familiar concepts but still feels wholly unique and it's fantastic to see Rebecca Ferguson and Hugh Jackman together on screen again with their explosive chemistry. I'm giving this sexy sci-fi thriller four out of five popcorn kernels. So the story of reminiscence has many layers which were incredibly complex in piecing the narrative together and at times unfortunately like lost me. I loved the concept and premise at play here. But with Lisa Joy constantly referencing the past, she forgot the number one rule of visual storytelling. Show, don't tell. Now that might seem ironic given the film constantly looks back at the past through memories, but it did leave a big hole in establishing the wider context of the world itself as a result. However, Reminiscence is a visual feast with immense feats in filmmaking, especially for a first-time director coupled with a pedigree of actors who made this film an overall excellent experience. I'm going to rate Reminiscence three and a half popcorn kernels. Well, there you go. Reminiscence is in Australian cinemas now and you can find Popcorn Podcast's full interviews with Hugh Jackman, Tandaway Newton and director Lisa Joy over on our YouTube channel. All right, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. If you enjoy our episodes, head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. While you're there, we would love you to rate us and leave a review. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa, and where all good podcasts are found. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips and adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.